Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Wags, we're 12 and 3. Kings in the North. NFC North champions, baby. Yes, it sounds and feels so good to say. Dane, I was hoping and imagining that we would be able to say that at some point near the end of this season. But now that it's actually happened and to be going into Minnesota and wrapping up the NFC North crown feels so good. I, I, uh, Wags, I can't remember a win that felt this good in a long time. This was such an important win for the Packers. I think that um, this is a Packer team that a lot of people have counted out, even with an 11-3 and record going into it. I feel like the Packers were an afterthought by a lot of the pundits, by a lot of the the um, the, the people that watch the, the, the scores and the games and, and all the fans. And then here we are, Wags. We just took care of business. I feel like we uh, bullied the Minnesota Vikings team. I feel like we dominated the Vikings on their home territory. We outclassed them. We outwilled them. We're the better football team. Absolutely. And it feels wonderful to have gone into both Chicago and Minnesota in the same season and just dominated them um, on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if I can remember a time uh, in any recent memory. I think we would have to go back to the 90s, uh, perhaps one of those years we went into Minnesota and Chicago, but I don't even know if it happened then, Dane, because uh, we had a heck of a time winning in Minnesota, even uh, in, in, with some of those great teams in the 90s. So in the same season, to go into both stadiums and just dominate and to wrap up the NFC North the way we did was really special. And uh, so let's just dive right into it, shall we? Because yeah. uh, it, it didn't look so great early on, but Dane... Coming into this game last night, what were you feeling? Like, what, what were you thinking? Because I think I'm speaking for both of us when we, you know, we felt pretty good coming into this game, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we both thought in our, our uh, preview game that we would win the football game. We both thought it was going to be a close game, and it shaped up to be that way early. And uh, I think the thing that surprised me, Wags, uh, wasn't that it was a close game early, uh, but but how it was a close game, because I truly thought that whoever won the turnover battle uh, was going to win this football game. And the Packers, early and often, it seemed like they, as our, our friend Schmitty said, it seemed like they had grease on the football for much of the first half. The Packers weren't able to hang on to the ball. Um, so, you know, going into this game, I was sitting here, and especially those first few series, our, our top playmakers on offense were turning the ball over. And I thought that we largely were handling the Minnesota Vikings outside of one kind of freak touchdown. Uh, but, but you know, we were losing the football game because we were losing the turnover battle. However, I mean, as history shows, it didn't seem to matter uh, by, by the end of it, by that second half. We just outclassed the Minnesota Vikings. But I, I'm still a little shocked, to be honest with you, that we could lose the turnover battle in hostile territory and come out with that victory. And the way that we did it was just so impressive. Yeah, for me, Dane, it was the opening montage when they said, Rogers, cousins, and I'm just like, really? Uh, we're not losing this game, right? And and then you know the fumble on that first series, and and as you said, the ensuing turnovers with with both Rogers with the pick and Devontae with the fumble, and I'm sitting there thinking, our three best offensive players have just turned the ball over, and I. You know, I didn't know if we were going to definitely overcome that at that point, and we'll get into that more as we go through this recap, but I, for some reason, I was just like, okay, we're not going to panic, 
it seemed like we were moving the football and um and, and I don't know I was just hopeful that Kirk Cousins would give it back to us at a certain point and uh, he certainly did that I think over the course of this game yeah and I'll give credit to this Packers team right uh, you said that uh you know not to panic from a fan perspective the Packers didn't seem to panic either. They seem pretty darn focused. They, uh, This is a team that likes to win games ugly. Um, the second half was very pretty, actually, I thought. But, uh, Wags, were you impressed with the uh, kind of the fortitude of this Packer team uh, going in there? Because it was loud. It was nasty. I, You know, you see the fans on their feet. They, they blow that artificial noise in up there in Minneapolis. However, it looked like the Packers were definitely on a business trip uh, last night, Monday night. And uh, they weren't phased by any of that. They made mistakes. But every time they made a mistake, you could see the guys on the sidelines saying oh that's on me let's get over it and you know they did yeah and I like to say that the team usually takes on the identity identity excuse me of its coach and this was the first game that I really felt that coach LaFleur I mean he's done a great job all season but to come back from that early he just coach LaFleur has has been calm and cool on the sideline all season. You don't see him, you know, get all riled up even when there's a bad call from the refs. I mean, he'll yell to get their attention, but he's not, you know, losing his mind over there on the sideline and it's just the way that these guys have responded. You just have to feel that they have taken on the identity and personality of that coach and the leadership that they have on this team um, with, with Aaron Rodgers and, and with Zadarius and Preston on the defensive side. Uh, they're just accountable and they let the play uh, speak more than their words do. And uh, so I think it was just impressive to see because, you know, you're not always going to come back from behind just because you have that personality identity. But this was truly the first time where I felt, you know, that that presence of, of the coaching staff uh, with this particular team uh, really came through. So um, whether I am just extrapolating something that wasn't there or not, um, I, it really uh, was something that was a takeaway for me. So, Dane, let's dive right into this and start picking this apart in the finer details. Um, first series, obviously, yeah. uh, it doesn't start off the way that we wanted to, as you alluded to just a minute ago. We looked a little bit n- nervous, I think. It would be fair to say um, uh, we get uh, the ball to Aaron Jones on that third down. Uh, he's going to be short of a first down, and we're going to punt. And I thought he was down in real time, but clearly the ball came out and uh, the Vikings pounced on it uh, and were able to actually pick it up and run all the way down uh, inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, and um, not the way you want to start a game. <laughs> uh, in, in, as it unfolded, I, I I think I texted to our, our Packer watch group. Uh, I was like, oh, just like San Francisco. It felt a lot like San Francisco to start the game there. Um, you know, in hostile territory, turn the ball over the first series. Um, but Wags, give credit to the defense, right? So Minnesota gets the ball on a very short football field, and the defense just clamps down right away, um, makes Cousins look a little uncomfortable right away. And I think that that uh, became kind of a theme throughout the night was that the defense, whenever they were called upon, came on and um, they did their job in such an incredible uh, uh, degree of uh, excellency. I mean, this is one of the better defensive performances and they set the tone early. Absolutely. The defense really came through. And when we were able to get that stop there, they had, you know, um, a situation where you're thinking, oh, my goodness, are they going to get up seven nothing right off the bat here? Holding them to a field goal was a huge victory. I, I was very impressed with the defensive unit. Uh, they get right out there and they stuff Boone on first down on a run. He gets nothing. Uh, so the Vikings go and, and they pass the ball on second and third down. And um, uh, Cousins throws high and wide. And, and I was feeling a lot better after that. You're I like, oh, it's Kirk you. Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Kirk Cousins decided to show up for Monday Night Football tonight. So um, 
or not show up, I guess is his <laughs> mantra. Uh, in, in any event, uh, we're either way. We're down three nothing. We've given him points, so not the best situation. But uh, you had to feel really good uh, by that uh, stop by the defense. So uh, next possession, uh, the Packers uh, didn't come away with points, but I thought they responded pretty well. We talked about coming into the week where you this was a game where you had to. Uh, feel pretty good about getting a couple of first downs and moving the football and, and perhaps playing a little bit of uh, field position. Uh, we had um, the ball into Vikings territory, and, and they, I thought, dialed up a pretty nice uh, blitz package on that third and eight, and Rodgers really didn't have a whole lot of time to throw. He was looking deep for Alan Lazard, but was, was pretty well covered on that play. Uh, so, Dane, what did you... Uh, any takeaways specifically from that series? I, I, I thought it was just nice that we were able to uh, get some yards on both the ground and through the air and, and get Devontae Adams uh, involved as well. Yeah, I think that, you know, the older we get, the more, you know, we've watched an awful lot of Green Bay Packer football over the years. And the older I get, and, and I'm sure you as well, um, you, you start to just realize how important it is to just get the some field uh, position uh, get possession of the ball and do a couple little things. So that early uh, in in the game for the Packers to show some semblance of offense, to be able to work some guys in a little bit, to um, you know, to to just kind of start to work the kinks out of what's going to be a very long football game. I thought was 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 pretty good. It ended in a punt, but Wags. I mean, I'll tell you what. Sometimes ending in a punt is not a um, is not a necessarily a bad series. And I thought that right there, it gave the defense a little chance uh, to regroup again. It gave the offense a, a chance to see what Minnesota was showing, uh, and and hopefully settle some of the nerves. Now, obviously, uh, a couple turnovers where to come still from the offense uh, but there at that point I actually felt pretty good uh, in that uh, as you said you know the Packers were able to move the ball a little bit and just start to settle in for what was going to be a bit of a heavyweight fight what was most encouraging to me was that Alan Lazard picked up a, a good uh, third down catch yes and so he was the go-to guy on third down in a lot of these situations. Those were some throws that had been going to Geronimo Allison most of this season, and it was Alan Lazard that Aaron Rodgers was looking to, and uh, he didn't have you know a amazing yardage total, right. but he made some big catches all game, and this drive was the first one that he came in on, and I was like, okay, that's going to really help us over the course of this game. Wags, it's funny you say that because uh, later, maybe it was in the second half, they flashed a graphic and it had like Lazard with like 45 yards on the night. And I was like, every one of those yards was an important yard though. So sometimes the stat line or the fantasy football uh, stats don't show up, uh, you know, as far as how important those yards were. And I felt like all night, Alan Lazard was able to um, find soft spots in the Minnesota Viking defense and move the chain and he was as valuable, I thought, as anybody on the offensive side of the ball on Monday night. I mean, Devontae ends up having a pretty darn nice night, I thought, as well. Uh, but Alan Lazard really, I thought, was sh showing that, um, you know, if they're going to take away Devontae Adams, he can show up in prime time. So I was really proud of him because we need that third weapon going into the playoffs. And I think Alan Lazard saying, hey, my time's arriving now. Yeah, so anyway, Packers punt the ball away. Vikings were able to get one first down on the ensuing possession and ended up having to punt. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins uh, missed one of his many uh, throws on, yep. on third down, uh, that one deep to Adam Thielen. And it looked like he was calling for pass interference. I thought it was a good no call by the officials. Yeah, they got tied up, I thought, as well. I mean, watching that in real time and then the playback, if anything, I thought he kind of pushed and, and, and pushed off of, I believe it was Kevin King on that play. Um, but, but regardless, you know what, I, whether it was the Packers on offense or on defense on that, I don't want to see the flags come out because it's getting a little ticky-tacky if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, actually, I thought it was a really well-officiated Me game. too. Um, so, you know, we had another play later that uh, I know you were calling for pass interference on the Vikings. And honestly, I thought that was one that uh, as a Packer fan, I would have liked to see the flag. But 
um, the defender got the his head turned around. And, well, I'm not being partial. <laughs> sure, no, but I, I understand in the heat of the moment. Yeah, I, I'm just. Saying, I'm glad as well. I'm just saying. I thought it was a pretty well officiated game both ways. Uh, so Packers get the ball back, and um, second possession in a row, we're able to move the ball really well. And this was a, a possession that we came away with a Mason Crosby 42 yard field goal, uh, and. Um, Again, I, I just thought that we had some nice balance and we were able to methodically move the w- ball down the field. This was a Jamal Williams possession, um, something we talked about coming into the game, uh, getting Williams mixed in early. And I thought he actually showed up really well. Unfortunately, he got hurt later in the game, but I thought he was playing a really good football game uh, today, uh, last night, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, he and Aaron Jones were providing a nice one-two punch right from the beginning. Yeah, that's his kind of game. I mean, I I really like Jamal Williams. We've liked him for a few years now. Um, Whenever the Packers are in shotgun, I see Jamal Williams back there. I I feel pretty comfortable with his his pass protection. Uh, He had a couple uh, nice plays there. Uh, again, you don't need to go all to the house every single time to, to start to play good football, especially in a, a tight environment like that. I thought he had a nice run there. Uh, I also thought that uh, we started to see Devonte Adams uh, beat Xavier Rhodes, um, you know, which which became a bit of a theme. I thought throughout the night, Xavier Rhodes doesn't look like the same guy he used to be, as far as I can tell. Watching the game, uh, we said that going in that it seemed like they were cycling other corners uh, in and out of the game quite a bit. Or, 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 you know, mismatching or, or matching up differently uh, on Packer receivers. We thought that could be the case. Uh, Devontae was able to, to make a nice play. And Alan Lazard, again, I thought had a nice play for about 15 yards on that drive as well. So, uh, Wags, it's always good when you've got your two top playmakers making plays, but to see Lazard again step up uh, in a drive when you needed him to step up for a big chunk play um, was encouraging. And again, I think is encouraging as we progress through the season certainly and there was two plays on uh, uh, right before we kicked the field goal um danny vitale was yeah. targeted and oh boy he wasn't really uh open but i felt like they just missed and you know that's one of those plays where i feel like they'll go back to the film and say the timing just wasn't quite there almost so it's coming it was though. close and i thought that was a nice call in that situation on that part of the field and then uh, certainly uh, aaron jones unfortunately dropped a, a pass I, I it was a little bit high but i really felt he should have come away with that and that might have gone all the way to the house he had a lot of room there he had a lot of room and so it looked like he was of minimally uh, been inside the minnesota 10 yard line um on that play so uh, it was uh, slightly discouraging, but I was uh, happy to come away with some points on that drive uh, to tie this game up. And uh, at that point, it seemed like it was coming together, even though we had only had one of our three turnovers at that point. I was feeling really, really good, Dane, um, because uh, the way that our defense was playing and the way that we were moving the ball um, offensively, it just seemed like we were establishing uh, some things, particularly at the line of scrimmage. So I, I was, um, um, it was just a long way to go at that point, but was feeling pretty solid. And so Vikings next possession, uh, it was another three and out. Uh, we were aided by a, a false start penalty uh, by the Vikings and, um, uh, what was really, um, I, I think, the theme of the night was uh, Zadarius Smith uh, really started to establish himself on that series because uh, on first and 15, he wraps up Boone for a tackle for a loss, and I still don't quite know how he read that play I so well. Uh, Wags, I mean, I watched that, and he's shedding blockers too. It's not like they left him unblocked. He's shedding through those guys, and in the moment even, I, I started to think, you know, all the Packer fans and, and fans out there and the pundits that thought, um, you know, go out last year and trade a first-round pick pay uh, Khalil Mack all that money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if we would have done something like that, which would have been a little reactionary, we don't get either the Smiths. We don't get Amos. We can't afford any of those guys. And in that moment, I went, dare I say, Zadarius Smith is the best uh, rusher 
in the NFC North. I think he's better than Khalil Mack right now. And, you know, he sheds those blocks. He sniffs it out. And I was like, man, uh, I hope some little kids are watching how he's playing the game because he plays with enthusiasm. He's clearly having fun, but he also uh, plays his assignment. He's not selfish. And in that moment, I went, man, he might be the best defensive player on the field right now. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> he he was just a force Animal. last night. Yeah. I mean, it was just crazy. He he earned his paycheck and then some, uh, no doubt about it. Okay, so the Packers get the ball back, and um, the next series didn't quite go as well. But we saw uh, something we don't see very often, which is an Aaron Rodgers interception. Yeah, and it, it was I, I think first down which was uh, kind of what led to that um we get called for a holding penalty so we're uh, backed up a little bit and uh, that play i felt a little bit like that was almost a um um a uh, dare I say Aaron Rodgers just needed to get out of the pocket a little bit so Danny Vitale could release the guy that was coming up. Um, it wasn't to his blind side. And, uh, you know, I, that's really tough to keep engaged with a blocker. And you're just standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. That um, wasn't on Vitale, I didn't he, think. Uh, he, no. he was battling there. He did what he could. I mean, you, we can't ask much more out of our pass pro, out of our fullback in that situation. He, yeah, it wasn't like he just whiffed and tackled the guy to the ground. He was engaged. Engaged and unfortunately, uh, when you have to uh, pass protect for as long as he did, um, and uh, your your quarterback standing, I I'm I'm not blaming Rodgers. I mean, he's trying to make a play too, but it's just sometimes it's one of those situations where that happens. So they start in a hole, um, and I think that really um, kind of set up uh, what uh, Rodgers was trying to do: get the ball downfield a little bit to Devonte, and that's a throw that. We just don't see Rodgers make uh, very often. I, I mean, uh, the give the Vikings some credit. Um, I, I, you know, certainly Harris uh, was underneath that coverage, but it, it was it's not, it's not something that we see Aaron miss on, uh, misreading where the defenders are and throwing it to that underneath guy uh, very often. That's that's uh, was was pretty um deflating in that situation because now the vikings have the ball on our side of the field again but um uh, the defense boy oh boy did they come through I, and i thought as much as that first series when they held him to three points this one um you know uh, certainly um they they get the touchdown but at the same time it, it was one of those situations where uh you just felt like it wasn't going to be uh, a offensive night for the Vikings, even despite um, Diggs being able to, to beat us over the top for that touchdown. Uh, so, Dane, we're down 10-3 now, and we've got two turnovers leading directly to those 10 points. Um, any mindset at this point? Were you still cool, calm, and collected? Or I felt really good, Wags. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice because I was screaming last night uh, at the TV. Um, so I felt pretty good. I'll tell you what. Um, that was the rest of the offense for the Minnesota Vikings was on that play. I mean, uh, obviously you see that in hindsight, but um, the Packers are, you know, the, the defense gives up that kind of that, that quick play to Diggs. And I mean, Diggs is no slouch, by the way. He's a really talented football player. I, 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 I hate to to say that because you know we dislike the vikings quite a bit but um that kid can fly he's just a good he's a good wide receiver isn't he yeah and that was clearly cousins's best throw yes. of the night and Diggs had a step but in in it actually was pretty good coverage it by was. Jair. If he gets his head turned around, I think he would have been able to knock that football away. Um, so I'm sure when he go looks back at that, he's going to be thinking, geez, why I could have broken that pass up because um, he closed in pretty well. But in any event, um, the Vikings were able to convert that turnover into some some points. And uh, But honestly, the Packers responded really well. Yes. And even though... We didn't get a touchdown on that ensuing series. Long, another long drive by the Packers. And um, I don't want to skip ahead here um, too much. But um, it, really, again, it was uh, all Aaron Jones uh, on this drive. And uh, we were able to 
um, I thought really pick up um, some some uh, some physicality on that line of scrimmage. Uh, and, uh, and Jamal Williams came in as well, and it was mostly running the ball. On yeah, series. yeah. I mean, there was the incomplete pass that looked like a catch at first glance to Alan Lazard. Uh, I hate to, you know, any any time in the moment you you see a ball that that isn't completed that looked like it was going to be a big chunk play. Uh, you obviously hate to see it in the moment, but Wags, in hindsight, looking back on it, I thought that that drop ended up allowing the Packers to show a little bit of identity on the offensive side of the ball because as you said they started running the ball and i i thought this was the drive more than any other drive perhaps of the night um where the packers showed that they just wanted this game i thought that they responded so well um they started kicking the 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 vikings in the gut on this drive and you could see that the packers offensive line was just uh, physically outperforming the minnesota viking defense yeah and we may have gotten somewhat fortunate on that third down pass by rogers yeah uh, you know, he did kind of a uh, reverse spin and uh, and the type of thing we've seen him do so much throws a dart. But it was into, you know, uh, a crowd and um, uh, was targeting Geronimo Allison in the back of the end zone. But uh, there were three Vikings players there. So we're fortunate that uh, they weren't in that position to be able to pick that pass off. Um, and uh, uh, Crosby was able to come in and nail another field goal. So that makes it 10 to 6. And uh, then guess who? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next possession is, again, another Zadarius Smith possession, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, I mean, he dominated that that entire possession, much like he dominated the entire game on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Boone was an afterthought, and he's a pretty good back. I mean, as far as the number three running backs are concerned, I uh, going into this game, I had a little bit of concern, regardless of who the running back was, uh, but the Packers were able to just smother him more most of the night, I you know, Zadarius Smith with that tackle. Uh, but then on second and six, uh, Big Z comes in, takes down Cousins for a 13-yard loss. Uh, and, um, you know, that's all she wrote. The Packers are able to to, to pin their ears back. Uh, they give Abdullah, you know, they, they get soft underneath. They give Abdullah 14 yards. But guess what? Minnesota has to turn around and punt the ball again. And I felt like uh, with, you know, about uh, five minutes left in, in the half, the Packers were back in business. We knew that the Vikings were going to get the ball, um, you know, to, to um, start the uh the, uh, the the second half so I thought this possession by the Packers was incredibly important and um, this one was actually a little bit more deflating I thought um, for for me than the first couple uh, of turnovers uh, from Jones and Rogers because Adams gets the ball he beats his man again you know you could tell that Adams was going to have a day and um, uh, on the next series Rogers to Adams and the ball just just pops out yeah, Kendricks made a nice play. He's and such a good football player. I think you could argue that the bigger play uh, or the bigger result from that play was Kendricks getting hurt. Yeah. Because he was really making an impact on this game. And uh, unfortunately for the Vikings, he had to come out and, and didn't come back in the rest of the way. So, uh, yeah, and, and I was thinking for some reason earlier, I was thinking uh, that the um, interception by Rodgers is where the Packers were able to hold them. But um, this was the possession I was thinking of after this turnover where the defense really came through uh, to be able to hold the Vikings. And honestly, I am not quite sure uh what the vikings were thinking going for it on fourth me either yeah they i mean they didn't look like they you know they were clicking they had the one big play for the touchdown but you know they they got the ball they had it for four plays and it's packer football again yeah i thank you coach zimmer uh for for doing that but i thought that most of the night you know as we said the packers outclassed the vikings and on this it was a pure example of it cousins just didn't look comfortable i thought on that series at all and um you know they 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 go to digs for incomplete and then he turns around and he goes deep to Thielen on fourth down which i thought was just a not a very good play call from the vikings at all and uh, you know the packers defense once again clamps down gives the ball back to aaron Rodgers. yeah and we may have caught another break here because on that third down it was digs to cousins that they missed on um, where we had the reverse 
And Cousins was wide open. I don't think he was going to score, but he was going to pick up some pretty good chunk yardage, get down into Packers, into scoring territory there. So, um, and, and Diggs probably could have run for a first down. But uh, uh, what's especially nice about that play is <laughs> is that Diggs is, gets to yell at his quarterback an awful lot. Love it. <laughs> and, and he had uh, an opportunity to play quarterback and discover it's not quite as easy as he is as he may have thought it was didn't he yeah it was great I watched that play and I was like oh man you might need to shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean Dick's so talented but at the he same is. time he's he's someone that clearly needs uh I think a little bit of a, a veteran leadership to kind of keep him under control he seems like he's a little bit overly emotional at times yeah um so uh, anyway taking nothing away from the guy he's a, he's a, so good he's a good player but um you, you know certainly he'd look better in green and gold he, let's just say it <laughs> <laughs> uh sure we would take him absolutely so um and, and so now we're sitting there and i'm like all right, here we go. Let's make them pay for that. Um, let's go down and get some points before the half. Yeah, and, and instead, <laughs> we exchanged punts a couple times here. Um, you know, a lot happened really there, I thought, uh, with with a, a few minutes left there. You know, the Packers get the ball. Um, it's a very quick series. We end up uh, J.K. Scott, who I thought had a nice night uh, in the Dome. You know, uh, we, we go three and out, punt the ball. Minnesota gets the ball, um, you know, they go three and out, and uh, and then Aaron Rodgers has a little bit to work with here. Uh, with about a minute left, the Packers have reasonable field position, and uh, and from there, I thought that um, you know that I actually really like some of the play calls here, Wags. Uh, leading into the half, I thought Jimmy Graham ended up having a nice play there. It looked like he fumbled the ball at the end of that that uh, that play. It was an 18 yard play, and that well, was the he, one I he did I, fumble. Yeah, I pulled my hair out on that one. Why, you know, he did change the ball to the outside arm it looked like he you know trying to get what a couple inches uh ends up fumbling the ball that could have been disastrous we we avoided disaster on that play yeah and that was kind of the exact type of play I envisioned when I said I thought Jimmy could get some chunk yeah. yards I was a little bit surprised that we didn't see uh, you know at least one or two more uh, attempts kind of in that short yardage situation where he's just a dump off option uh but uh yeah yeah, you've got to protect the ball, and we've already turned it over three times. Luckily, even though I kind of figured they were going to call that a fumble, we had clearly recovered it in the field of play, so you knew that worst-case scenario, we're getting push, pushed back a couple yards and going to have to burn a timeout, so um, it wasn't going to be the end of the world. Uh, although, uh, you could argue that um, at the end of the day, it costs the Packers at least one or two more cracks at being able to get into the end zone, um, at perhaps being able to run the ball when they got down inside the five-yard line. Uh, having an extra timeout certainly would have been helpful. Um, I'm not going to blame that on not scoring. Uh, I thought this was a, a really good uh, two-minute drill possession overall, and uh, we uh, had an opportunity to get the points, and um, both um, uh, Devontae and Aaron were uh, had the ball in, in Devontae's hands. It was a, a throw that was short and wide, um, wasn't the best throw by Aaron. Um, Devontae had his hands on the ball, so would have been a heck of a catch, but um, uh, that was their clear opportunity, and, and it was a no-brainer to me. You're not going to get any argument from me. Send Crosby out there and get the points. Yeah, get those points. I mean, I, I agree, Wags. In that hostile territory, to have three turnovers from your top three playmakers, uh, one apiece, and to be able to, to go into halftime down one and controlling the line of scrimmage and really controlling the tempo of the game, um, get those points, reset, regroup, and then come out in the second half and kick him in the mouth yeah we had already shot ourselves in the foot enough uh no reason to take more points off the board that would have been kind of like giving them 10 points and taking three away from i us. agree so uh yeah put those points back up on the board and live to see another day and uh anytime you can get some quick points right before the half in that type of situation uh, i don't care how you do it just uh, get those points up there that's kind of like getting some bonus points up on the board yeah. So, you know, 
Uh, we go into half. I'm feeling pretty darn good, actually. Uh, I very rarely feel good being down at halftime in any game against any opponent, but I thought that we were controlling the tempo so much in this game, and I thought that the touchdown was a bit of a fluke for Minnesota. So, you know, we, we go into halftime, uh, and then the third quarter, Minnesota gets the ball wags, and, um, you know, guess what? Another quick three and out from the Minnesota Vikings uh, offense. And, um, you know, it, it gives the Packers. It, it, I felt pretty good right there because it, it showed that, you know, the Vikings just weren't really able to get comfortable today. Uh, and and the, the Packers were able to get to the ball back. And uh, we started to see a little bit of back and forth again. The offense for the Packers, um, you know, Lazard again moves the chains, um, but Rodgers takes a sack. Uh, and and we end up having to punt the ball. There was a, a deep pass to Jake Kumaro on this possession. It was nice to see him out there, I thought, a little bit more. It's something that I think that we've been looking to see, and that I expect to continue to see uh, is Jake Kumaro getting worked in uh, on the offensive side of the ball a little bit more, but we weren't really able to get anything going uh, on that drive. We, um, you know, we end up punting the ball again. Jakey Scott with another, I thought, pretty nice punt, um, able able to get it off, and then this is the series where really this was the the key series. Wags was that that second offensive series from the Minnesota Vikings in the third quarter, uh, where Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith uh, once again disrupts him early in the series with a big sack. Um, they turn around, digs with a, with a, a big time play on uh on third and 18 which you know that's where i start to get a little bit squeamish is you know they're able to convert the ball on third down but then um kirk cousins goes deep looking for digs and uh and just an incredible play i thought by kevin king able to come up with it i thought he dropped the ball uh i watching it live the way he came down with it with with the ball in one hand i was like no yes and then king uh you know i thought jair alexander was locked up with digs it was a nice no call once again by the officiating staff um they were playing physical uh, defense down the field kevin king comes down with the ball uh, with a beautiful interception and then he's able to get some yardage uh, out, out of that return um wags were you as excited as i was because i thought that was a major shift in momentum going forward for the Packers yeah absolutely the thing that was really impressive about that play to me was that's been an area of the field where we've gotten beat several times this year and against the Vikings in week two uh, this was exactly I thought Ryan Clark on ESPN after the game um, I don't know if you saw that I Dane. didn't know he he um, uh, basically highlighted this play and I didn't think about it in the moment but this was the exact same play that the Vikings ran in week two uh, with Diggs, and he, he beat over the top, and it was Kevin King. It looked like he had rotated over but got there just a hair late. Mm. And, um, you know, Ryan Clark was a, a pretty solid DB, uh, you know, for the Steelers for a lot of years, and he said this was a great job of the Green Bay staff and and Kevin King young man studying the tape and it, he said it looked like he saw this alignment same spot on the field and he almost knew what was coming that's awesome because you they, they pulled back and you saw King uh the Packers had it looked like on that play like three guys on the on you know the left side of the field that weren't really they were covering space right they weren't covering a man and you're right because King then peels back and and helps out on that play and and gets that pick right because they're running crossing routes so that pulls Amos away from helping mm -hmm. um, over the top but King was very stealth in not presenting himself deep into the middle of the field so he almost baited Cousins into that throw and was confident enough in closing on that uh, that he was in, in great position to come away with it and Dane he did drop it uh, because it went through his hands and luckily as the ball kind of bounced off the, his face mask he was able to snare awesome. it and uh, he's got some strong hands yeah. man uh, to snare that with one hand and then just uh, as you said uh, make a nice return and, and, and yeah that's 
swung momentum in a huge way. The Wags, great teams get points off turnovers. Uh, yeah, it was our turn. Um, and so uh, we were able to uh, get the ball in great field position again. And I, I thought it was Jamal Williams that started that possession, uh, really uh, picks up eight strong yards on first down. They hand it right back to him, and he picks up uh, a, a first down. Uh, so he gets uh, 12 yards and, and two straight carries. And it just seemed like we were starting to impose our will. Now, even though we hadn't scored yet uh, on that drive, uh, you could tell, and I think the announcers, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Monday Night Football crew on ESPN. <laughs> I had it on mute most but, of the night. <laughs> but they were even saying, it's going to be interesting to see how the time of possession starts to bear out over the course of this game. And you could just see that uh, the Vikings' defense was Starting, I think, to, to wear down a little bit. And uh, uh, Jamal Williams and then Aaron Jones mixing in um, on that possession. And, and Valdez Scantling finally showing up on the stash sheet and making it, was, uh, albeit a, a short uh, pickup uh, to get six yards, um, was uh, what set up uh, ultimately a nice run by Jones to get that touchdown. So um, really good execution and the Packers offense. It's not like they were given the ball inside the red zone. They had to go down and, and uh, uh, pick up uh, half the field and get into the end zone. But, um, and then let's not overlook that two point conversion. It ultimately didn't come into play as the end of the game, but those are the types of plays that could make a significant difference. Um, I thought that Rodgers made a really nice throw, uh, and uh, he and Allison were uh, on point uh, to be able to convert on that two-point conversion as well. Yeah, that was a great series because, I mean, you look at it, and so many different Packers contributed on that series to get the touchdown. I mean, Jamal Williams had a couple touches. Alan Lazard had a, a six-yard play. Aaron Jones, of course, had a couple nice touches. Valdez Scantling uh, had... Had, you know a, a touch there and then Geronimo Allison so a number of different Packers were able to work their way in there and I think that when the Packers are at their best it's when they're spreading the ball around and they're able to do that on that series and if you're getting a couple of those guys going uh, again they don't all need to make massive plays but if they're all contributing it's really hard to stop this Packer offense yep and so now the Vikings come right back and um, are, are really not able to get anything going again. Uh, they did pick up one first down, um, and I think uh, what ultimately I believe was uh, Kyle Rudolph's only catch of the night. Um, but um, uh, other than that, really didn't do much on that possession at all. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly what they were doing on that third down, uh, doing an end around to Adam Thielen. In any event, right. the Packers covered it up really well. It looks like they're going to go for it on fourth down. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really yeah. want him to go for it because I didn't want him to get it. But on the other hand, I was like, I didn't really think it was worth the risk for them in that situation. So for me, the way the Packers defense was playing, I was pretty confident mm -hmm. uh and it just didn't seem like the risk reward was very good for the vikings for some reason they burn a timeout again it didn't come into play but it, it's bizarre though right bizarre. you're burning a, a timeout in the second half on a close play just to punt the ball yeah and um, um ultimately we were able to uh secure the the punt and this was a punt where I didn't see Tyler Irvin wave his hand for the fair catch, and after he had muffed that opening punt in the uh, second half, I was close to having an aneurysm <laughs> at that point. Even though we had the lead, the last thing that I needed was for us to fumble the ball away or muff another punt uh, deep in our own territory and give this Vikings offense yet another opportunity but um uh, i'm thankful that he had actually called a fair catch earlier and i just didn't notice it so um we come right uh back with the ball so dan we're up 17 to 10 at this point and um there's not a whole lot of action then here uh, the rest of the third quarter there's a lot uh, we were able to move the ball a little bit but there was a lot of punts going back and forth so um yeah, I thought, you know, as it goes back and forth there, um, this was a, a series or a couple series on that when the Packers had the uh, uh, were on the defensive side of the ball, 
Um, it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet, although he did end up getting a sack. But I thought Kenny Clark, one of, one of the matchups that we said we wanted to watch uh, was Kenny Clark against the, the Vikings first round pick at center. And I thought Kenny Clark was dominating uh, the game in the second half. He was beating his man, I, I thought, um, consistently. And he was starting to apply pressure up the middle, uh, was really suffocating against the run. So I think if there was any tail of the tape during some of these back and forth with the punts uh, here in the second half, uh, it was Kenny Clark. Doesn't show up in the stat sheet again, but uh, man, he was just handling him. And I think that, you know, he's two for two uh, on the season against the Minnesota Vikings first round pick. He's played really good football against him. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> early in the fourth quarter then, um, or I should say not early in the fourth quarter, but uh, mid-fourth quarter uh, where we get the ball back. Um, and uh, it was, I think, really what set up that long 56-yard touchdown, which was a, a thing of beauty. Uh, Aaron Jones' longest run of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Anthony Barr gets hurt on the play before, and now the Vikings are without both Kendricks and Barr. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we are able to find a crease on that very next play and make a, a home run. Uh, but uh, good job by the Packers to execute up front. Nice patience, I thought, by Aaron Jones not to get too excited and hit that hole because he kind of cut to the outside, really set up his blockers really well, and, and just a very, very well executed play uh, all around. Aaron Jones gets out into the open, and it's all over at that it's point. It's all over. I mean, he just ran away from the defense at that point. Awesome seal blocks there. I, I love the the Packers' physicality on this play, much like uh, the entire game. I mean, I think Aaron Jones ended up with 150 four yards it just a, a incredible performance and for a young guy like that to bounce back after an early turnover and and frankly dominate a, a defense that a, a lot of people were hyping up the Vikings were so hot they're probably the hottest team in football or if not the hottest one of the hottest coming into this game uh, on the national stage Monday night football to see the Packers offensive line bully them on that play and for Aaron Jones to just run away with it that was the game right there the Packers sealed it up Minnesota had no answers from there on out um, just so proud of the Packers we kicked the crap out of them oh yeah I, I I appreciate you saying that I wasn't feeling quite so confident with the next possession uh, it, it seemed like this was a defense that had dominated obviously the whole game all of a sudden we get that little bit of a gap and we're up two scores and we're just giving them a lot of space to maneuver. And I'm thinking, there's still six minutes left in this game. Let's not give them chunk yardage for no reason here. Um, and I just about pulled my hair out, even though, you know, certainly it wasn't going to put the Vikings up or anything uh, on that long pass uh, that gets uh, to Johnson that gets nullified by a holding penalty. <laughs> yeah. Um, how in the world is that happening in that situation? You're only rushing three guys, you're playing coverage, and you get beat over the top. Dane, I'm really glad that they called holding on that play, but how does that happen? Well, I don't know. I, I kind of, uh, I blacked out at that point. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, I was, uh, I, I, you know, I, I saw that and I saw the flag hit the field and I just went, that's oh, a hold, <laughs> bring it back. And so I haven't, I haven't taken a, a look at the, uh, at the, the replay on that play at all. Uh, to be honest with you, I was, uh, I was too busy, uh, um, being a little giddy at that point. And I don't, I, I agree. I don't know how that play's completed. Uh, we've seen this script way too many times this year. Uh, so I'm just thankful that they, th they threw the flag on that play. Yeah, I guess we should all be thankful because they would have, that would have been a touchdown, you know, with four minutes yeah. still left. Vikings had a couple timeouts left. That would have been really interesting to see how that game unfolds, especially with Mason missing the extra point. Right. And we would have only had, I mean, granted, Vikings still would have had to make their extra point, but let's just assume we were only up six. If the Vikings would have got the ball down six with a chance to win the game, I'm... I think I would have been losing my mind. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> it didn't happen. So it, we don't have to pretend that it did. Uh, I agree with you in, in any event. I've got a question for you yeah, on this ahead. series. 
how did the Vikings, with like two and a half minutes left, punt that football? I don't understand that at all. They're down 13, and they punt the ball with two and a half minutes? Um, yeah, I mean, it's fourth and 24 from their own 37-yard line. Yeah. Down 13 with two timeouts, giving the ball back to the Packer offense that they haven't been able to stop in the second half. I, I agree. I, I don't know if there's a good answer either way, but if I'm there, I mean, you're probably not getting the ball back two more times with two and a half minutes left. That's all. Ultimately... It's funny. I kind of agree with you. In a way, I was like, good, they're punting. I loved it. And, yeah, because, you know, you don't want them to go for it, and then somehow a miracle happens. At the same time, I, honestly, uh, they, they I think they would have had a chance uh, if they would have scored on that next uh, possession pretty quickly. Yeah, they're going to have to probably get an onside kick, but... You can't really fault uh, Coach Zimmer because uh, it's all about not, you know, limiting your opportunities because if you go for it and don't get it, the game's over. I'm going to – yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, and I mean, I, I ultimately I, – I, I agree with you, Dane, but it, it, the game's over if you go for it and don't get it, whereas in this situation they punt the ball away, and they did have a chance at least. The game was not over ultimately by punting the ball away so I think that's probably where their minds at is let's extend this game a little bit and at least give ourselves a chance fourth and 24 you're not converting too many of those plays no I'm just gonna pile on because I hate the Vikings so much <laughs> so I mean they they did get did get a, a big 18 yard play from Diggs on a on a third and long on the first half and they did have that giant play in that series that we just talked about as well so I guess my mindset there would have been well, I don't want to give Aaron Rodgers the ball back. We haven't been able to stop him. I don't. I don't listen. You're not in a good way either way in that position. Um, I just want to question the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> That's fun. Uh, uh, no, no problem. I mean, they did. Ultimately, they had to burn a couple of their timeouts, and and they were able to get the ball back with two and a half minutes left. So, uh, not in a you know a optimal situation certainly, but uh, they they've got the ball back with two and a half minutes left. And uh, if you're the Vikings, uh, you know, you're probably thinking, all right, let's go down and score. We'll get an onside kick. At least it's giving ourselves a chance. Um, but uh, defense uh, was able to come through really well uh, again on that possession. And uh, the Vikings didn't really get anything going at all. Uh, I thought we covered really well and um, um, looked a lot more solid in our quote-unquote prevent defense on that series than we did in the series prior, uh, and, and we're really able to close this game away. Another big sack from Zadarius. I mean, it, it, it was really kind of a fitting end to the night, I thought. Zadarius Smith getting home once again and bringing down Kirk Cousins. He was just disruptive all night, and to bookend this game, with a Zadarius Smith sack on that final drive was just uh, poetic, I thought. Yeah, and so uh, really, really impressive performance overall. We talked about it at the top. You turn the ball over three times. We're minus two in the turnover margin. You give up two, 10 points on turnovers. If, you, if I had told you that going into the game and you're sitting there trying to predict the outcome – I'm not sure, Dane, we're a little bit Packers homers, no doubt, uh, but I'm not sure either of us realistically are predicting a win. In that no, scenario. I would say we lost, and it's probably an ugly loss, too, frankly. I, I would have thought it would have been a San Francisco-style game. I mean, I, I'll admit to that. I thought that, that, you know, that first turnover, I went, oh, here we go again. I'm the first one to admit it. So the, pack, the fact that the Packers were able to overcome these kinds of turnovers, this was really, I thought, the Packers' first true signature win of the season they had some identity uh, I thought that the offense did uh, enough to, to win this game and not only enough but I thought that um, even punting the ball they dominated this game on the offensive side of the ball as well they didn't have the big splash plays but when they needed guys to show up they did a lot of guys contributed um, that the top playmakers made plays when they needed to Alan Lazard stepped up I mean this was a momentum game if nothing else I mean but it had so much on the line we saw a 
team today, Wags, or, or last night, um, that uh, when the spotlight was on them, they were able to take care of business in the harshest of environments. And I couldn't be more proud of this offense, this defense, the special teams, the entire team. It's just a signature Green Bay Packer win, uh, and we are NFC North champions. Yeah, I was very, very uh, impressed, particularly with the guys up front on both sides of the ball. Uh, this is a, a Vikings team that I think their defensive line in particular, and they've got a you know a pretty solid offensive line, but uh, they they pride themselves on on physicality and setting the tone up front. And I thought this Packers uh, offensive and defensive line just dominated them and and that was the difference in the game um in a weird way uh some of the turnovers the fact that the defense was able to pretty much limit them uh certainly the Vikings came away with some points but um limit the damage the way that they did um short series <laughs> almost helped us weirdly um as the game went along because uh we got the ball right back and and it, the Vikings had to spend so much time out on the field uh Packers had almost 38 minutes time of possession. I haven't seen a game like that in a long, long time where the, the time of possession disparity is that significant. Um, and uh, taking nothing away uh, from from this uh, Packers offensive unit, but uh, they, I think we clearly benefited from from both Kendricks and Barr uh, going down and, and not coming back out there. So, um, But that's part of the game. And, um, and and we came away with a huge win. So Cheesehead, um, you know, players of the week, I think were pretty clear um, for uh, two guys. Uh, one, obviously, Zedarius Smith, uh, and uh, uh, another one on the offensive side of the ball, despite that fumble and, and a drop pass early, the way Aaron Jones responded, I thought our big players made big plays, and then Devontae Adams with 13 receptions, uh, you know, uh, really, despite the fumble of his own, uh, I thought uh, came through in big ways. So our big players responded from some early adversity and came through um, and that offensive line for the Packers as a whole, as a unit, I think we just need to give a special shout out and mention they've had a terrific year and man, they just had a signature performance uh, last night, didn't they? Yeah. I, Christmas came early. I don't know how else to say it. it this was um, such an impressive win. We are the, uh, uh, you know, the NFC North champions once again. Uh, I, I just it's it's so important. I think that Packer fans, we need to celebrate this uh, this victory. This is, uh, um, you know, just I didn't know what we were exactly going to expect going into this week. Um, I wasn't quite sure how we were going to respond on the road uh, in another harsh environment. We took care of business. Um, we, we are the, the, the champions in the North. And now, I mean, Packer fans don't pinch yourself or pinch yourself, but you're not dreaming. We have an opportunity now to go in to Detroit, win out, win the entire NFC North, uh, you know, to, to, to actually win the, uh, you know, win out, uh, and and not lose a game against the NFC North uh, uh, this entire season. And, um, and Wags, we have an opportunity at the very least to get a bye week with a victory. And there's actually a chance we end up as the number one seed in all of the NFC. Um, just an incredible season uh, by the Packers. Regardless, we're seeing a team that uh, they are winning and they are controlling what they can control, which was win out and get a bye week. So let's beat detroit man we're gonna have a preview podcast uh, uh, going into this detroit game but right now let's enjoy the moment um this is just a, a signature win so proud of this packer team yeah and we still have some business to take care of you're absolutely right what's most encouraging to me as a takeaway is that i feel like this team has a clear identity now and uh, that wasn't something that i think i could say until this week. I, I mean, certainly it's been at times our defense has been what's won us the game. At times our offenses come through. Um, I think really clearly, Dane, we can say this defense is coming back together and peaking um, this offense. We're a run first team. 
It's just crazy to say it, but this is a great formula for playing winning football coming into the playoffs, and it's all coming together. If we can, as Aaron said, uh, I think to uh, uh, the broadcast crew uh, in their pregame prep, uh, if this offense can be just a hair more efficient at times, we could be really dangerous. And I I think we're seeing that all come together um, the way that both units are performing right now. Um, I I was really encouraged uh, after the game, Aaron gave all the credit to the defense. Yep. And uh, I mean, he knows uh, that wasn't, again, it wasn't a signature Aaron Rodgers performance. He's got to feel really good knowing that he, uh, he didn't have his best game and the Packers were still able to dominate in Minnesota. Uh, I, I mean, from his perspective, he hasn't had a lot of, of moments over the course of his career where he hasn't had to carry us uh, to wins, uh, espe- uh, you know, in a, an environment like that. Um, that takes a lot of pressure off of us, but uh, clearly building an identity, that's what's most encouraging to me. It was a big win, yes. Uh, we won ugly in a way. I, I agree with you. I thought that second half was beautiful, uh, but um, you know, a bunch of junkyard dogs out there, I think you said after the game. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, but having a clear identity, uh, I think, going forward is what's really going to benefit us. Um, seeing Devontae have a big night, seeing Aaron Jones have a big night, and it wasn't one or the other, um, I thought was really encouraging. Alan Lazard uh, stepping up, as we mentioned earlier, making some key third down catches. So, uh, you know, we have some things to build on, but I, I think we're, um, uh, I think we answered a lot of questions last night. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, you uh, fellow Packers fans out there, uh, can just really enjoy this. We're NFC North champions. I don't care how we got here. Mm-hmm. It's time to just sit back and enjoy this and enjoy the ride the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you can't enjoy this right now, then maybe you aren't a Packer fan because um, I, I 12 wins in a year with an opportunity to go 13-3 and three next week. It's all out in front of us. Um, Wags, if we play our cards right and things fall the way they're supposed to, the road to the Super Bowl goes through the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Yeah, so we had to take care of business. Um, we'll talk about Detroit. They've lost eight games in a row, but they've been pretty competitive, actually, surprisingly, in most of those games. So don't take it for granted. Um, and then I guess go Seahawks. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's fine. I guess uh, apparently Beast Mode is back in Seattle. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to go. He's been outside of football for a while. but They're in uh, desperation mode a little bit. They there. are. But, uh, yeah, go Seattle. I guess they're looking for an identity of their own. Um, I, I, for one week at least, it's pretty clear who we're going to be fans of uh, because uh, we have an opportunity, like you said. I thought this number one seed was completely out of reach. Uh, number two seed at best was kind of where my mindset was at. So, you know, um, I'll be happy either way. We're going to, yeah. uh, if we go out and, and take care of business, minimally, we've got to buy and, and we've got a, at least one game in Lambeau it's to incredible. advance to the NFC Championship game. So. Um, that's all you can ask for at this point. Yeah, this has been the uh, one of the most uh, enjoyable seasons uh, I can remember in a long time. It's it, we're watching this team come together. Um, it just congratulations to Coach Lafleur. There's still a lot out there. This team has a mentality. Uh, the t-shirts and and the gear that they're selling after this game. Um, you know, I've seen past NFC North Championship swag, and it's been like Kings in the North, or it's been um, like We Run the North, or all sorts of stuff. Um, the shirts that they are pushing right now say the North is not enough. That is a mentality of Coach Lafleur and of this Packer team. This team is just a bunch of grinders that have shown up when they needed to. They find ways to win. And um, while this was a signature win, Wags, maybe the identity is just you find ways to win. This is a team that knows how to win football games. And when you get to the playoffs and it gets cold outside and Lambeau Field is rocking, I can't think of a better identity than a team that just finds a way, somehow, some way to win football games. Yep, absolutely. So, folks, if 
you like what you hear, please share us with a friend. Um, I just want to wish everyone out there a very Merry Christmas, and uh, we really appreciate you listening. Um, so a, a little bit of um, self-promotion. Please uh, uh, give us a rating or a review um, wherever you listen to us. Uh, go ahead and follow or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, um, on um, Podbean, on Google Play, um, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, really appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, don't be afraid to uh, give that old uh, Cheesehead Sound Off hotline a call. I, I realize uh, we've actually had some um, um, some voicemails from a few of you. We haven't been able to play. Um, we just haven't had uh, time uh, to do a, a Q&A uh, with, with you folks. But um, give us a call. Um, I think we'll probably have some time here in the next week or two. Hopefully uh, during a bye week heading into the second round, knock on wood, I think might be a nice time to do something like that. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned. Uh, just... Uh, we may have, we may or may not have uh, another guest or two lined up here in the next couple of weeks as well. So hopefully we're able to get uh, uh, some bonus content and, and episodes out there for y'all. And and uh, again, we really really appreciate you listening, um, sharing us, and and uh, so uh, thankful for for all of you for engaging with us. Uh, and, and so give us a shout out or a positive review if you have a moment to do that. Yep. So uh, we'll probably have one more podcast before the new year it'll be the preview podcast against detroit so i mean just uh so thankful to have all of y'all listening to us this has been such an enjoyable year so thank you very very much and uh uh happy hanukkah you know merry christmas uh, you know happy holidays whatever y'all are celebrating i uh, hope you, you enjoy some time with family and, and hopefully uh you know around the dinner table uh you can celebrate with your families uh an incredible packer win and an incredible packer season so wags i think we've said pretty much everything that needs to be said about this one uh anything else to add no man nfc north champs go pack go, go.